Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Rickens, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host filling in for the commander today, Doug Fitzgerald. It is 508, 82 degrees out. Johnny, It was it's awesome outside. We need to get out there and enjoy it. So if you're getting off work right now, man, tonight's going to be a great night to get out and just do some activities outside. We have Johnny Cadillac run the board for us, uh, as he always does every day of the week on Drive Time Lincoln. So thank you for doing that, Johnny. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, in the second half of Drive Time, we're going to be talking with Chris Beckenbach, who is running for Lancaster County Clerk. She's going to share with us some key information about the office that I didn't even know existed till a couple of months ago. It's very intriguing. Plus, we'll also find out from her why she feels like she is the best qualified candidate to be your next county clerk. Well, speaking of weather, um, I tell you what, the rest of this week is going to heat back up. It's going to be 88 tomorrow, 93 on Wednesday uh, and Thursday, and then Friday going into the weekend. We're going to be pushing close to 100 again. So enjoy the time that we have right now to get out there and take care of good stuff while you're out and about. All right, uh, we're going to uh, uh, change things up just a little bit. We have the honor of talking with Jill Smith, who's the Assistant Vice President of Community Outreach and Marketing at Union Bank and Trust, uh, about an awesome project called The Big Give uh, that I just found out about this, this last week. As a matter of fact, I shared this with my wife yesterday, and she just stopped in her tracks, big eyes, and goes, are you serious? They're actually going to be doing that and giving away that much money? I said, yep, and we're going to talk to Jill on the show. So, uh, Jill, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We've been having a great conversation leading into the show today. The first thing I want you to do is share with our listeners about yourself, your story, because you have Lincoln Connection and ties, and then ultimately how that led you to Union Bank. Okay, well, um, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Um, I am from Dorchester. But fun fact, I thought I was from Crete, Nebraska, yeah. and have been telling people that for 40 plus years, not to <laughs> age myself. Um, and a few months ago, I was telling a story to my mom, and I mentioned that, and she's like, uh, no, you're from Dorchester. <laughs> you're like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yeah, maybe you should check out your birth certificate. So um, I went and looked at my birth certificate. Turns out nice. I am from Dorchester. Uh, but then I grew up in Lincoln and... Went all through school here and then moved away in my 20s for about six years, traveled around and came back to Lincoln, and I absolutely love it. So how long have you been at Union Bank? I have been there for 18 years. Uh, I started as a teller 18 mm-hmm. years ago, worked my way up through customer service, uh, transferred over to marketing um, about 12 years ago, I suppose, and have just kind of developed my career and my path through marketing, and I am where I am now, and I absolutely love it. And also, fun fact, yes. my daughter is now a teller at Union Bank, so it's kind of full circle. <laughs> she might be shooting for your job, <laughs> so you might better be, be careful. I don't know. She's tried to tell me before. She's like, I'm not going to be a lifer like you, Mom. <laughs> like, not everyone can work there forever. Well, who gets a chance to work with their kids? That's awesome. I know. I mean, that's it a great is blessing. Awesome. So, yeah. All right, let's get into the big give. This is a great project that just started this year. So why don't you walk through what it is and how it got started? So this started with leadership within Union Bank, just taking a look at everything that the community's been through the last couple of years, um, the struggles that people have had, and then really digging deeper into the nonprofits that have been helping so many of the people in our community that have been facing struggles and hardships. And they just really wanted to do something to give back to those nonprofits and help them be successful and do more good within the community. 
So the idea came about to give away a million dollars, and we knew at that time um, they wanted it to be a public vote to make the ultimate decision of Mm -hmm. who would receive the funds. And so over in marketing, we came up with a plan of how to make that all work and make it happen. And here we are several months later and, and right in the thick of things. Um, the community vote starts this Friday, uh, August 12th, and we'll run through the 26th. All right. So let me get this. This is why my eye, my wife's eyes just lit up. You're giving away a million dollars, $100,000 to 10 separate nonprofit organizations. That's big. That, that that can change the direction of their nonprofit. Yeah, it really can. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. We um, intentionally, with the 10 $100,000 gifts, we're giving four to small nonprofits, mm-hmm. three to medium size, and three to, ten, or three to large nonprofits. We base the size off of their operational budgets. Okay. Um, but the reason that we're giving four in the small category is because we realize that it can really make a difference, a significant difference for those small nonprofits that sometimes they don't have the resources or the manpower right. to go out there and do all the development and the fundraising and meet with donors and throw those large events. You know, it's just harder for them when they're working on volunteer staffs or maybe just a part-time employee. So, for them to get a gift like this, I mean, it, it could change the whole course of their oh. nonprofit. So we, we really wanted to prioritize those smaller ones. Absolutely. So how did a nonprofit get their name in the hat? Oh, that was um, part of my application process. Mm-hmm. So we got the word out with the help of all of you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, we're honored to be part of that here at KLAN uh, to be able to get the word out. We really appreciate it. It's it's such a neat project to be able to be associated with. Mm-hmm. And it was an honor for us to be able to team up and partner to be able to do that. We, we're so thankful. It's been such a great partnership. We have loved it and just appreciate everything, yeah. everything that you're doing to help get the word out and and get people excited and let them know how they can help too. So, yes, thank you. Well, we've got a great team at Carol Ann. So, and, and behind the scenes with our marketing team and, and our management. So, all right. So, yeah, I'm sorry okay. I interrupted. Uh, so, how do people, how do these nonprofits then get uh, their names in the hat for these gifts? Yes. So, we had an application period where we asked any nonprofits, as long as they met some criteria, um, the criteria was really to make sure that they are a local nonprofit, the funds are staying local, and that they're helping people here in the Lancaster County. So that was our my main priority with that. Um, so with those nonprofits, they could apply online. Uh, to be part of this um, big give vote for the public vote. We got over a hundred different applications nice. that came in during that process. Yeah, just a lot of amazing, amazing ideas, amazing projects and programs and initiatives that these nonprofits wanted to um, initiate. And first we had to make sure they're eligible. So we had right. a <laughs> process for that. And then after that, we had a committee that reviewed them as well. And we we're looking at things like um, impact on the community and the scope of the project, how many people they would be serving. We tried to give priority to nonprofits that were serving low to moderate income um, individuals and families and making a difference there. And then we also looked at in each category, we wanted a variety mm-hmm. of different um, areas of focus. You know, so maybe people have some a nonprofit to vote on whether your passion is towards helping victims or or um, homeless or feeding the hungry or animals or elder care, whatever mm-hmm. your passions might be, that there's a nonprofit that can represent that sector. And so yeah, that was the process um, of getting to the vote. And now we have our 58 finalists that we just announced today that will be going on to the vote. 
Today was a big day. It was a so big day. So did you reach out to them to let them know they were in the running? And We did, yeah. What, what were some of the responses like? Um, a lot of emails back of just, yay, this is fantastic. Yeah. We're so excited. Thank you so much. Um, those things, some of the nonprofits I even saw, I got emails from them today that they've already started promoting it. We reached out to them on Friday and sent them an email with a communication kit or a promotional kit mm-hmm. that they could use with, you know, different logos, things that... You know, pre-written emails if they want to use them, um, things like that. And that was very intentional to, again, thinking about those smaller nonprofits, small to medium-sized nonprofits that maybe don't have a marketing department, that don't have a lot of people that can produce those kind of materials from them. We wanted to be able to give them everything that they needed to be successful and get the word out about the voting and right. get some excitement going. So then how will, so you're going to have voting that starts. Why don't we walk through that process? And then how will the ultimate winners be chosen? Voting will start this Friday, August 12th, and run through the 26th. And after that, we'll know our winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will announce them one a day from September 6th through the 16th. Nice. And um, we're doing it that way just so that each nonprofit gets their moment and gets their time um, to be celebrated and you know for people to learn about them specifically right. versus hearing about 10 of them all in one day and what we'll do in the week in between is we'll go out to each of the nonprofits and um, we'll get videos of them we'll meet with their executive directors or presidents or whoever is there representing them and get an interview with them see you know how what what good they're going to do with the funds and and just how they feel about everything. Well, if you want to see a list of those who are in the running for these 10 amazing uh, gifts of $100,000 each, you can go to KLIN.com. That will give you a link not only to see the winners, but then also the process when you can begin to vote for them as well. So make sure you check back there. Uh, and you can, then you can be part of this whole process to really help these nonprofits um, thrive. It's 517. We're talking with Jill Smith from Union Bank and Trust about the big give on Drive Time Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. Let's go back to these individual nonprofits. You had said, you know, you've got a, you got some notes here about some of the nonprofits and kind of uh, just their stories, but why and how much a difference this would make for them. You know, you talked about some of those stories. What will this do for them? And, and you know, what did they share with you about the excitement behind it? Yeah, so I'm going to try and recall some of that. Absolutely. Again, I read over a hundred of yeah. them, but... <laughs> Um, I'll just start with some of the smaller organizations. Um, El Centro, for example, their application and request was to implement a, a therapist or a therapy program mm-hmm. within their organization, um, an area that I think the population that they're really helping, um, the Spanish-speaking population, has a little bit harder of a time um, finding people that can really help them process through things. Um, some of the people or a lot of the people that they're helping are in that low to moderate income um, classification mm-hmm. and they can't necessarily afford um, right. that as well. So it helps for them to be able to go to an organization that they know and they trust and they can go there and get the help that they need and just be comfortable mm-hmm. and in an environment that, that they know. So that's one of the examples Um, I've Got a Name is a sex trafficking organization here locally. They want to use the funds to get out on the streets more, just letting um, women, children know that their resources are available and hire another employee to help them with those efforts so that people know 
that they have a place to go and, and somebody to help. Leadership Lincoln wants to do a lot towards their youth leadership program, um, implementing some new programs, but also just enhancing the youth leadership Lincoln that they have right now and bringing on some interns to help with that as well. Um, the Southern Heights Food Forest is a nonprofit that I just recently learned about, and I pride myself in knowing about a lot of Lincoln's nonprofits. So I was excited to learn about them and, and meet with them about what they do. And they do a lot of partnerships um, with community crops or work well with community crops. Um, but their organization is one of those. They have one part-time employee, and all the rest are volunteers. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those organizations that, a hundred thousand could go so yeah. far and they want to hire an intern too um, and also increase their part-time employee to a full-time employee to be able to provide classes um, and different opportunities on the weekends for people to come and learn and experience um, from their outdoor classrooms that they offer too. Well, part of your role at Union Bank is really community outreach and serving the community and finding some needs where Union Bank can really support um, those organizations and the community in general. What is it like for you personally? Because I know you've grown into this position. You told me you kind of almost developed it, and the leadership there at Union Bank really encouraged you to grow in this way. What is it like for you to read through these 100-plus applications and to know that, that the difference you're going to make for them is going to make a, a dramatic impact? It, it's amazing. And even the group that helped read through all the applications with me, it really was tough narrowing it down to who would go on to the vote because there is so much good that can come from this. And so it's really tough. It was really tough to narrow it down, but it's also so inspiring and gives me so much hope to see the good work that all these nonprofits are doing. And a lot of them, they're already starting these programs where this 100,000 would have given them a boost or something that they needed. But I am positive a lot of them, they're going to go on and they're going to do it with or without us. They're right. going to find a way and they're going to make it happen. Right. And they're going to be impacting the community, you know, no matter what. And that's one thing that I've learned about our local nonprofits through my years of what I've been of my career and my job at Union Bank is that our nonprofits care so deeply and so much about the people in our community, and they are fantastic at partnering with each other to find a way to have more of an impact and just be more successful. And you know. so, when the voting starts, um, will will people who actually go there to vote will you be able to to see the organization and learn more about them and what they what they would like the money for so yes. that you can make a good informed vote yes so i'm um, starting on friday when you go to our website ubt.com slash give you will see a listing of all 58 in their categories and then you'll see a description on what they would like to do at the funds um everyone gets one vote per category so three votes total and i would really encourage people to read the descriptions and see what they're going to yeah. do at these funds some people might have a favorite nonprofit that they just always go to and that's fine you know maybe vote for them if they're your favorite but then go read the ones in the other categories and make sure that you use all three votes and just really think about what would help our community the best when you're making those votes is this going to be something that will happen next year too or is this a one-time I believe it's a one-time okay. deal, right. um, but we do, through our uh, normal charitable giving program, we do give 2% of our net gains back each year, and so this year um, it's about $1.7 that we'll give back to the community. You're getting the 411 from DTL.
with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. It is 528 and 82 degrees outside and sunny. Super nice day outside. I'm your host for today's show, Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander. He's going to be back again on Thursday, uh, sitting back in the seat. Um, now, we just got done talking with Jill Smith from Union Bank and Trust an amazing program called the Big Give Campaign. Um, you want to check it out because they're giving away 10 100,000 prizes to uh, 10 nonprofits in Lincoln and Lancaster County. If you want more information about that, all you have to do is go to KLIN.com. There you can learn more. Uh, in, o- over the following days, you can learn more about these nonprofits, uh, why it's important for them to receive this money, and then also you'll be able to vote as well. So again, go to KLIN.com for that. And speaking of money and sweepstakes, how about the vacation from inflation sweepstakes is a chance for you to win some money uh, which is a great thing um, you know we've been uh, talking about money on the show today and KLN is also handing out some free cash uh, for you it's a chance for you to ease the burden of the increasing prices going on with all the inflation that's happening uh, we're going to give away five thousand dollars all you have to do is go to KLN.com and on the front page there you're going to see a pig with sunglasses and coconuts yeah, it's going to be awesome. Just click on that little graphic, and you're going to learn more about how you can register uh, to win $5,000 in the Vacation from Inflation Sweepstakes. Again, all you have to do is go to KLIN.com for more information. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by candidate for Lancaster County Clerk, Chris Beckenbach. She's in the studio right now, and she's waiting in the wings. Up next, we're going to check in with Fox News and then KLIN News with Tom Santon. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Well, thank you so much for joining us on your drive home today. It's five thirty seven, and I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the Commander. He's going to be back in on Thursday. Well, back in February, Chris Beckenbach threw her name in the hat uh, in the ring uh, for announcing her candidacy for the Lancaster County Clerk, and we have her in the studio today to talk about her campaign and what she's going to bring to the clerk's office if she is elected. So, Chris. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks, Doug. It's always good to be here with you and Johnny. I know. It's great having you fly in here, you know, and <laughs> check things out, get seated and uh, kind of walk through everything beforehand. Um, you've been, you know, you've been campaigning now for a few months. What's the process been like for you? This is your first campaign, right? This is uh first full-time campaign um for a full-time office and I work full-time and I'm a full-time grandma and (laughs) just a lot going on but it's been fantastic I love meeting people in my native community here in Lancaster County there's been parades those are so much fun waving and talking to the people along the way and uh, being out at the county fair Doug Mm. it was some hot days I bet yes it was it was some hot days not the worst that I've spent time at the county fair but it was good it was good to be out there visiting with people well for those who may not know you and your background share with us about you you're a you know you're a lifetime Lincoln native and um, you've been part of the political process 
this for uh, quite a bit of your life, and now you're running for your own office. Just uh, kind of fill people in on your story. I have. I grew up here in Northeast Lincoln. When I'm a proud rocket. Um, shout out to Northeast, once a rocket, always a rocket, right? <laughs> um, and I've worked in education and healthcare and government and currently working in real estate. And there is um, something to be learned from every one of those uh, areas of my life. I did a radio show here on KLIN mm-hmm. for a yeah. couple of years while I was working in healthcare and love communicating with people and uh, loving finding ways to serve. Been a volunteer in many, many different aspects. And I guess that's part of what I bring to the clerk's office is not only these years of experience meeting a payroll and serving people in many, many different ways. Um, but also uh, caring for a team of people. Right. And that's really what the clerk's job is, is to take care of the team that serves the community. So what are some of the specific responsibilities of the clerk? Well, first and foremost, they pay the bills and pay the payroll for the county employees. And there's 800 and some county employees that count on getting their correct paycheck Every two weeks. And yeah. so that's a high priority. There's certain staff dedicated just to that. There's the whole uh, property valuation protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you don't like the, the, uh, what the assessor has sent out to you, you need to communicate back to the county. And that process comes through the office of the um, county clerk. And so through the commissioners, there's a contract made with an assessment, um, an appraisal firm that does those, but it's, it's, Checking them in, checking those files, getting those files off to the assessor in in uh, in a in a manner that keeps them in a in a reasonable order and gets that process done in a timely manner. Now, there's something that I learned about the clerk's office um, that I didn't know. Um, is it that the county clerk play, plays a key role in the replacement of the county commissioner if they would happen for some reason either step down or not fulfill their term? That's absolutely true. The The county clerk and the county commissioner's office work very closely together. But one of the, um, I guess, reasons that we've all discovered as we've been through this um, process of running for office is that the clerk is one of the three people that by statute would replace a county commissioner should they step down. So because, you know, if it's a state senator that steps down, then the governor replaces. Right. But the county board, there's no one. There's no one supreme authority in the county. And so there are three people. It's the county clerk, the county treasurer and the county attorney that come together and then would appoint a replacement for someone on the county commissioner. So all that to say, I guess that's the reason this is a partisan office. Right. You might want to have some influence over who that person is that's selected. And so um, while the day-to-day operations, it's really a, a directorship of that office that doesn't really depend on your political uh, party affiliation, but appointments do. They yeah. do matter. And it is partisan. I didn't realize that either until I got to know more about the office. Um, what would you bring to the table? What are some things that you want to either enhance or change that's currently happening? There was some major improvement made in that payroll process by um, development and a shared cooperative relationship with the city in purchasing new software to manage the payroll process. But there are other 
processes and, and document storage and retrieval that really could be brought into the year 2023 mm-hmm. by the time I'm elected. So those will be priority items for me. And then making it a welcoming place. Um, and I, by that, I mean, I don't want people who need to go to the clerk's office to get a marriage license or to, um, file some kind of document, uh, for an application or something to dread coming to the clerk's office. It should not be a lengthy, time consuming kind of thing. It should be the kind of place where you're greeted warmly and your needs are met by someone who knows what they're talking about. And right. that's the kind of positive energy that I want to bring to that office. Okay. And you mentioned it's a partisan office. You're going to be running against Matt Hansen, uh, in November, on November 8th. And yes. so you're looking for people to vote for you. And he's on the Democratic side. You're on the Republican side. What separates you two? Um, for me, it's about my experience in life. I don't know that it's a partisan thing. It's more a matter of I have worked in different areas. I've led teams. I've been a part of a lot of different types of work to be done, and I, I don't see that in his past. And you've also you've been uh, you've run a lot of campaigns as well and worked part of campaigns too. I mean, I have. which brings those organizations together, like you're talking right, about, right? And gives you a lot of contacts in the community that you wouldn't have in any other way. All right, you mentioned you uh, state fair, or no, excuse me, county, county fair, fair um, parades. Uh, what's the interaction been like between you and the people you're meeting on the street now that you're out there knocking doors for you? It's been great, and um, I, I try not to go out when it's super hot because people just plain don't want to open <laughs> their doors. But when it is nice out, um, you know, and I had experience at the county fair that's kind of on my mind, and and I think it's emblematic of what's going on in our community. I had a woman walk up and based on the shirt that she had on, I don't think we probably agree on many things from a political aspect, but um, she really physically backed away from me, Doug. Mm. She, she, I extended my hand as I do to everyone I meet and she was not having it. And I said, can we just be friends? Can I just right. shake your hand and can we just visit? And we were able to do that. Um, it really was surprising to me that someone was that adamant about not engaging with me because of, of the party that I'm affiliated with. Why do you think that is? I mean, is it just that, is the culture so ingrained from the political process that we're enemies and we can't work together? You know, in the 12, 15 years I've been involved in politics locally, I've not seen it at this level. Mm. I've not seen that much antagonism. Now, I will say I ran into Patty Panzing Brooks at the state mm-hmm. fair, um, interacted with her warmly. We've known each other for a long time. And there's not a lot. I there's I always say that, but there's probably more that we agree on than we disagree on. Mm-hmm. But um, we're still friends. She introduced me to her a child that was with her and her husband, and we had a really nice visit. And so I hope to th- that we can all just really embrace that sort of interaction with each other. It's 545. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. We're talking with Chris Beckenbach, who's running for Lancaster County Clerk on November 8th for the vote. Um, let's go back to that discussion a little bit. I had a conversation with State Senator Rob Clements, and he's going to come in tomorrow on the show. We're going to have him here. I'm excited for that conversation. One of the questions I, I asked him when we met was, is it possible to still work with people across party lines because of what you talked about? The divide is so great nowadays, and he was just like, it absolutely is possible, but you have to build a relationship up, and you have to build up trust. How big is that for you? It's huge, Doug. It, 
if I'm nothing else, I'm a person of my word. And you don't know that about me if you just meet me on the right. street. And so it does take time and it does take interaction to to realize that integrity is just extremely important to me. And I I hope that as I have relationships with the county commissioners that are on the board and other people who work in county offices, the county treasurer's office and the county clerk's office work very closely together, that they would learn that um, we don't have to agree on everything, but we do have to share our common goals and our common purpose. And they have to know that they can count on me. Right. And that's something that's very, very important to me. If I make a commitment, I will uphold my part of that that agreement as you're out there talking with people talking with the public and the community what are what are some issues that they bring up to you that are important to them you know i'm still hearing a lot about election integrity that's important Mm, although i will say the clerk's office doesn't really have anything um to do with that per se the um the abortion issue is big based on the recent Supreme Court decision. Again, the clerk's office doesn't have any influence on that. But these are the things that people are um, thinking a lot about. Uh, taxes are important, yeah. and um, they just want to talk about those things and how they feel about them. And I'm happy to listen. And the clerk's office is the one that manages the money behind the scenes. They so that's do. what's important. So, they, you know, so you're, you know, you're handling that. The integrity level needs to be high in the office. Yes. The treasurer's office takes the money in, and the clerk's office pays the money out based on the directives of the county commissioners. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, we talked earlier that this is your first personal campaign for an office that you're running for. Has there anything that surprised you along the way? I mean, what's the process been like for you personally? You know, I've done fundraising for other campaigns. I've paid bills for other campaigns. I've looked at a lot. Everything has gotten significantly more expensive. Mm. I'm hopeful, and I know for myself, I'm trying to just be as frugal as I absolutely can (laughs) be with the finances that people are making available uh, to my campaign. And I hope that other candidates will cut back as well. I just think that's respectful of the people and the way things are with inflation right now that we need to really just think about how we're spending money and not just spend money to spend money just to spend it yeah trying to spend money effectively is really important uh so how can people get in touch with you i'm sure you're looking for people to help you out and and you're always welcome to you know for people to serve and they can find me on facebook at uh, chris for county clerk they can go to chrisforclerk.com is my website they can contribute there there's opportunities there to reach out and have a conversation with me they can contact me directly there if you know someone who knows me ask for my phone number i'm not afraid to have a conversation i like it when people reach out either through the facebook page or on email and just ask me where i stand on things and and how i feel about different issues um were you a uh, delegate for the state party for the republican party i was not doug but i was in attendance at that event okay so i was going to ask you so the the NEGOP obviously had their annual convention a few weeks ago jack's been talking about a lot on the show we've had a lot of different people on the show and guests as well sharing their opinions um you were there then what, what did you experience during that process it was an there was energy in the room i've been at many state conventions that was new and different it was a new uh feeling in the room um i it was great to see so many people in attendance and there was a lot of good planning that went into the location there was plenty of room there was plenty of parking there was plenty of lodging and so those were great things um 
it was a it was a shift turn, a right. quick shift in direction, uh, about one thirty that day, and I was there till eight thirty that night watching that uh, roll out. Yeah, so Eric Underwood is now the um, new state Republican Party chairman, and uh, there's obviously some new leadership development going on, and uh, really trying to encourage uh, from the grassroots level and the local level, um, getting more Republicans elected to office. Will this impact your campaign as you move forward? You know, I don't believe so, because I believe there's others who are going to step up in county leadership. That's really where my race will be impacted, will be at the county level. And that election is next Tuesday on the, I believe it's the 16th. There'll be an opportunity for the Central Committee of the Lancaster County Republican Party to elect new leadership, Mm -hmm. a new chairman. And I just know that there's good people in the party who are going to step up and step into that leadership role. All right. Do you have any campaign uh, events coming up uh, planned between now and November 8th? Nothing I can share, but plenty oh, of door knocking. Oh. But yeah, keep your eyes and ears open for something exciting to happen. Little tip. When are you going to announce that? Um, It'll be another couple <laughs> of weeks yet before we're ready to roll that out. All right. Anything else you want to share with the listeners today about no. uh, just your campaign and where you're going with it all? I just really appreciate your support. And I want to say that all of the candidates for county office in Lancaster County are just really solid people, uh, solid individuals, not that they're liquid individuals, but <laughs> <laughs> they are people of integrity who um, really do have a heart to serve others. And I've enjoyed getting to know them, um, people in the, you know, clerk of the district court and, and the um, public defender's uh, office and other county commissioners and just the candidates that are running are all working hard and I'm proud to be a part of it. It's been interesting for me. You know, I've been um, stepping in, kind of filling in for the commander a little over a year now and had a great opportunity to meet with and interview and talk with uh, candidates both running for office and, and um, you know, current public servants in the office. And it's been so good to be able to kind of see the back behind the scenes um, of of the candidates and also of those who are actually in public office serving now. The one thing I have noticed is, at least personally, going back to the whole idea of people working together, I've noticed a more of an openness and a desire to work with people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been encouraging to me because I was told, you know, as, as we started getting into the political world, that it really is divisive. But I, I see people, I see a new wave of people that are willing to step out and engage, um, just like Jack's been doing on the show, engage with people who have different ideas. I believe education is the key um, to be able to get to know somebody is extremely important. And then once you can get to know somebody you can start building that trust and building that bridge and i i I'm, I'm glad to hear you're you know from the same background and cloth of that and you're really wanting to really work together with people for the best of the community and not just to divide i agree with you doug and we're trying not to dump a million pieces of mail into people's mailboxes come november yeah. and we're trying really hard to print less and uh, with more information on it. We're cooperating between campaigns to create shared pieces to save money for all the campaigns. And I, I just like seeing those kind of things. Those have not been the norm in the past. I think it says a lot about the candidates in Lancaster County. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, one last time, how can people get in touch with you and get more information? Uh, ChrisForClerk.com and on Facebook at Chris for Lancaster County Clerk. All right, Chris, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, good conversation. It's 553, sunny and 82 degrees. Make sure you get outside and enjoy the weather tonight. We're going to take our final break before we wrap things up. You are listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN.
You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. At 5.57, it's currently 82 and sunny in Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on your drive home on Drive Time Lincoln. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander who's going to be back uh, in on the seat on Thursday. Uh, speaking of the weather, let's go ahead and do the forecast. And by the way, Rusty Dawkins is awesome. I love hearing him do the weather. It's so good to hear him back and uh, taking care of that. And then we also want to thank Chris Lofgren for taking care of our uh, traffic as well. He does a super job there. But let's look at the weather for the rest of the week. Uh, tomorrow's going to be 88, and then we're going to start heating things back up again Wednesday Thursday and Friday around 95 Saturday and Sunday we're looking we're at, like we're going to be pushing about 100 degrees so obviously just we'll take care of you here at KLIM make sure you understand what's going on and we want to make sure that everybody's safe while we have all this hot weather going on well in the first segment uh, we talked about the big give being brought to you by Union Bank and Trust it is an incredible campaign Jill Smith came in and talked to us about them giving away 10 100,000 um, gifts to nonprofits in Lincoln and Lancaster County. It's a great work. If you didn't get a chance to hear Jill and talk about that, all you have to do is check out our podcast on the KLIN app, or you can go to KLIN.com and listen to the show once we are completed. But uh, if you want more information about when and where to vote, go to KLIN.com. Voting starts on Friday, and I think you have about two weeks to get your votes in, uh, again, to select 10 nonprofits in Lincoln and Lancaster County to receive $100,000 each. We also have the Vacation from Inflation sweepstakes going on as well at KLIN. It's your chance to win some money, $5,000 as a matter of fact. 